Welcome to the fifth series of the Global Careers Calls podcast, hosted by Ray Roberts, a careers consultant at the University of London. In this exciting series, we explore the fascinating world of leadership and management. Join us as Ray interviews accomplished alumni who have emerged as leaders, sharing their personal experiences in managing people and taking on significant responsibilities across different sectors and countries. This week, Ray Roberts will interview Renita Karama a current master's student in global environment and sustainability from Sierra Leone. As a passionate researcher and environmental and social development consultant, Renita will describe from her experience the challenges that NGOs have to face from government limitations, the lack of funding, and how she navigated these obstacles. Welcome to this episode. I am honoured today to be on a global call all the way to Sierra Leone from here in England. And in this conversation, I'm going to be talking to Renita, one of our students from our Global Sustainability and Environment Master's programme, about how the project module in that programme and the work that Renita's doing in that is going to inform and empower Renita to lead the way to some change within Sierra Leone. So welcome, Renita. Thank you. Good morning. It's past nine in the free town, West Africa. My name again is Renita Koroma, and I'm currently a student at the Papek University of London, online distance learning, and I'm living in Sierra Leone, West Coast of Africa. Welcome. So Renita, can you tell me a bit about how you've been finding your distance learning studies and what stage you're at in your studies now? My distant learning studies have been amazing, I can say. And I confess that it's really improved my knowledge. Even though there are a few challenges, I have been very much enthusiastic to ensure that I do it properly. And I like it. So I would love to hear a bit about how Studying as a distance learner in this global context, I know you're studying alongside students who are all over the world, and how your work is focused on your local context within Sierra Leone, but how you're potentially benefiting the wider impact of your work in Sierra Leone by being part of this global cohort in your studies. I could say that studying with students or colleagues from different backgrounds and different countries has been very much helpful for me and the way that it helps me to learn from global perspective, not only from my community, but also to share experience with colleagues and they get a lot of insight of what is happening globally and what is practically happening with other countries and making comparison and also it gives me a support. So this has been very helpful. And uh, the good thing about it, again, is uh, from every perspective, colleagues have been very supportive and helpful to each other by providing information, uh, even providing uh, experience, life experience from other countries. It's really great to hear about that supportive global community. And it sounds like what you're learning from each other 
is enabling you to then have that bigger impact in your home context because you've got that global knowledge and those comparisons you can draw. So this might be a good time for you to tell our listeners a bit about the research that you're going to be doing in your, or that you're just starting doing and, and, and are commencing in your project module now. What, what's that about and in what way do you think it's, it's going to help you lead the way to change in Freetown in Sierra Leone? First of all, I am pursuing my second master's. I already had an MFA in marine sciences, and now I'm also pursuing a second master's in global environmental sustainability with a focus on waste management, flooding, and climate change. I'm deeply passionate about these environmental challenges because of the way it's affecting the whole world, Africa, and specifically my country's in the, my country's reunion, I could say is part of the South communities that has low capacity in terms of management of all these challenges, technologies, finance, weak policy enforcement, and many others. So my current model, the project I'm currently working on is revolved around addressing challenges of waste management and the impact of flooding and vice versa. And Sierra Leone faced significant, this is because I selected this topic because Sierra Leone is facing significant issues in these areas. And I strongly believe that by implementing effective waste management strategies, um, we can mitigate flooding and its detrimental consequences. And this will also help my country for a better sustainable lifestyle. Such an important topic. And we know that different global communities are being impacted differently by the shifts in the climate at the moment and will be on an ongoing basis. So I, I think it's a real honour for the University of London to be able to be playing a part in supporting you to do this research and this project module in a way that's really going to help you have some meaningful impacts there in Sierra Leone. Now, we don't want our studies and our degrees to be purely academic exercises, purely pieces of, of theoretical research that create papers that not many people read. Quite frankly, we, we want to be supporting people like you to be leaders out there in the world and be changing things and leading the way to change. So can you can you tell me about your aspirations with this project? We, you know, you'll complete it as part of your second master's. Congratulations on already having a master's. But actually, what's the impact that you're hoping that this is going to be helping you to be a leader towards in Sierra Leone? Great. Uh, through this project, my goal is to develop pilot sustainable waste management strategy that not only will reduce environmental pollution, but that also we alleviate the severity or the way in which flooding impacts certain vulnerable communities in Freetown. Um, I will do this by collaborating with communities, government bodies, organizations, and I plan to create awareness about the importance of waste management and propose practical solutions that we really tailored, a unique way that we tailored 
certain vulnerable communities within Freetown. And this are a cascade, if possible, in a long time to the whole of Freetown that is highly vulnerable of flooding and waste management. So um, I was going to say, so you've got this this real aspiration of how you're actually going to change the waste management approaches in Freetown and the the range of people you're talking wanting to talk to in order to lead the way to this change is everything from the individuals in these highly vulnerable communities throughout Freetown as well as directly speaking to those people in government those state senior stakeholders and those decision makers I'm interested how important do you think it is as a leader to be talking to everyone at every level and how are you approaching having those conversations? Yes. Talking to everyone is very important and is significant in terms of change because for me, change means everybody's participation if you want to make a change, especially changes that has to do with human behavior actually needs a complete collaboration with but turn to the top floor, to the top. So I will lead this way by talking. First of all, already I am aware of the current management of waste and the situation of flooding in Sierra Leone and also the underlying causes. So I intend to look at situations and provide potential solutions. This will involve like a strategic plan that will outline a short line and actionable activities. So I have a vision to develop a clear vision, to develop a clear and approved vision of waste management and flooding preventions. And I will share this with the stakeholders to inspire them so that they will be able to work with me and motivate them. So look into the waste management situation in the way that the work all have a common goal to work towards. I will communicate this to the different stakeholders and I will make sure to tell out the messages in a different ways. By that, if I'm talking to the community members, their approach will be very different from the government, different from the from the international NGOs, and this will be different from the local NGOs. But I'll make sure that I'll talk to everybody and I'll engage every stakeholders, including government officials. I also like to do collaboration and networking and collaborating with making partnership with relevant stakeholders like government agencies and local communities in my in, in Freetown, there are some local communities, sorry, there are some local NGOs that's looking out in the area of waste management. And you have the Freetown City Council that has the mandatory and sole responsibility of looking after waste management. And you have the Ministry of Tourism, you have the Ministry of Environment, and you have other collaborative ministries that all have interest in waste management and flooding. So I will not leave out any one of these people and these organizations because they can influence my action, they can influence the decisions. 
I'll be very persuasive. I'll try very hard to be very persuasive to them how I'll use a strong leadership skill in terms of uh, bringing out an, an argument that will let them understand the need for undertaking such an activity. And I will do this by searching for good and reliable data, evidences that we show the stakeholders that this is the situation to convince them. Because change is difficult and it takes time. So if you're presenting an evidence of a problem, evidence of the situation shows by data, this will convince the stakeholders. It will motivate them or inspire them for them to believe in you. And I also like to build up coalition with other um, waste management institutions, as I've already named them. So these are some of the way I will try to I will handle the situation. And this will be continuous. It has to be continuous, you know, uh, bringing out uh, best practices, innovations, and also I'll also work with research institutes because they will be the ones that will provide me with strong data. And I'll do continuous learning and updating all the partnerships and uh, stakeholders on every activities I'm undertaking. These are some of the way I'm trying to lead this one. It sounds like such a huge piece of work that you're undertaking, but that you're so thought through in the way that you're approaching it. And you're very inclusive in that perspective. It's how can I really understand what what the whole situation is? How can I find all the evidence? How can I understand what people's perspectives are and then build that argument to have the right conversations and having some of those conversations at really senior senior levels to ensure that everyone is involved in in leading the way to change and you've talked about coalitions and you've talked about other organizations that are working and and where you'll be able to work maybe in partnership and and network to achieve your goal and i think that's an interesting perspective where you know leadership is about ultimately what is your end goal and how can you most effectively get there rather than how can you prove yourself as the best leader trying to go there on your own it's actually about how can this be a shared a shared process I imagine some of those people you're talking to might be very supportive they're already working towards it they might be looking for partners as well Whereas other people that you might be having those conversations with may be a little bit more resistant. Are you anticipating any difficult conversations in your way to lead towards this change? For every work, piece of work like this, you must expect challenges. And uh, for me, these challenges, I will use them positively to improve or pave my way. I will use these challenges as a stepping stone that will not retard me at all from doing this change. And some of the institutions that I, I, I may be having challenges with are the government institutions and possibly the local communities, I think they will be very supportive because let me tell you the issue of flooding and waste management in Sierra Leone has really become a challenge and problem for the community. So majority of people are aware. They have a wish, 
for the problem to be solved if only they could. So I think I will get some great support from the community and I will have some challenges. I will have some challenges from the from the government's uh, officials. Financing such activities will be very challenging. But the good thing is I will not work in isolation as I already work back home with a local NGO. It's an environmental organization which has been in existence for the past 10 years. So through that organization, who have been also giving support, I'm the CEO of that small organization, and uh, we have been giving support to the Ministry of Environment in terms of cleaning the beaches and also partaking in other cleaning processes in the country. I'm looking forward to address those challenges, cross over those challenges, and I want to use them positively instead of giving me a setback. Wonderful. I've got a, I've got a couple of questions to follow on from what you've just been talking about. One is around. So you've got this background. You've already been working in 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 an NGO there. You are CEO. You've been been having environmental impact in in Sierra Leone. So actually, the fact that you've already got some connections from your work already is going to help you be able to be at the position to lead and have these influential conversations if challenging conversations now can you can you tell me a bit about how you managed to get started with that network building and and connections to those more influential stakeholders in the first place oh yeah oh yeah so this is a local it's a small local NGO I was inspired in 2012 to register environmental NGO uh, with like-minded people with some other women working towards sustainable environment within the country. I started it on a small scale, on a very, very small scale. It was self-funded from my from my search. So I have been doing very little in terms of um, activities that really requires funding because I have not been able to get good funding because of high competition with other international, big international NGOs that are within the country. So I try to get collaboration with some of these NGOs, but by them, very little of them, we are focusing on waste management and flooding. They have their own objectives, which was not quite in line with my own local NGOs objective. So that has been a big problem for me. However, I managed very well to link and collaborate with the Ministry of Environment and the Freetown City Council that are responsible for waste management. They have interest in waste management and flooding. Within this NGO, I collaborated with, with a senior, senior environmental specialist from the UK, Peter Nelson, who I have been working with on the, as a post, on the consultancy, and that we worked in with many of these challenges within the country. So through that, I have been able to gather a lot of information and data through this consultancy. So I decided to come into the NGO because already there are recommendations from these consultancies. There are recommendations from researchers. But how are these recommendations 
put into practice has been the problem, not only to me, but it's a national issue on how is the government putting research recommendations into practices. So this was what inspired me to open to register an NGO after doing some of these consultancies. For me to be able to use some of these information from the consultancy researches to put them into practices. Okay, so you, you build those relationships and you're trying to bridge that, that gap between the research and the information and the, the theory about what needs to happen. Sure, with sure, sure. Sure, I'm very much passionate about putting research into practice. That's where the real impact is, isn't it? Yes, there are lots of researchers here with good recommendations. And similarly, you can see so much policies, good policies but they are not enforced. So putting research into practice is like enforcing policy for me. Absolutely. So bridging that between the project module and the other research that you've been doing throughout your career there into actually having an impact and real practice that's going to affect people on the ground. We've talked about a lot and I found the conversation absolutely fascinating. I'm sure our, our listeners will as well. Before we say goodbye for the day, is there anything else that you would like to add or share that you think it'd be good for our listeners to know about in terms of using research to influence change and, and practice or, or the skills needed for leading the way to change or anything else from what we've been talking about? My strong message here is I have a passion to what's research into practice because there are a lot of data, information, recommendation that are laid down useless to see. So if some of these research recommendations are put into practices, I think it will affect changes. And I want to use this research as an example to start to make a change. No matter how small it is, but I would like to do a change with this research. Of course, there will be a challenge as an individual or a small local organization without funding to do this change. However, I will still continue to look forward to the collaboration and support from global, from national, and even at local level. To say yeah. goodbye. Thank you so much for joining us for this conversation. I think that's such a, for everyone who's studying anything anywhere around the world, to have that reminder of the research to inform practice, the research to lead the way to actually changing the circumstances within, within your, your countries, within your context. So thank you so much for sharing your experience, Renita, and I wish you absolutely all the best with this project module, with this research, with sharing those insights into the local community's experience so that those current leaders and future leaders there within Sierra Leone, within Freetown, can actually put your recommendations into practice and let you lead the way collaboratively towards the change that your country needs. It's been a real pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much. 
This was the fifth season of the Global Careers Calls podcast brought to you by the University of London Career Service. All links and resources are in the show notes. This episode was presented by Ray Roberts, edited by Bushri Yunu, and introduced by me, Abby Underwood. If you want to hear more inspiring stories from our global graduate cohort, subscribe to be the first to know when we release a new episode. You can find our episodes on your favourite streaming platforms, including Spotify, Amazon, Apple Podcasts and many more. Thank you for listening and join us next time for a new Global Careers Call.